Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the NSAA High School Baseball Championships from Werner Park in Omaha on Friday, May 17th. Catch the Class C game at noon Central, Class B game at 3.30 p.m. Central, and Class A at 7 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Welcome to Hurt at Sports Radio. Yossi cuts behind him. Forsberg with the shot and looking back. And the puck got Number two to play in the third. They get 66. Leonard hands off. Left angle extended for Norman Powell. Curls the screen to the free throw line. Steps back. Gives it up. Westbrook right wing. Mitchell the quick closeout. Westbrook drives box. Euro steps. Kicks it. Leonard. Left corner. A three. Yahtzee. Kawhi with 27. Swing to Tatum. Left corner three is good. This is the crowd noise you hear behind us. Silver by two. Tatum up to a 20.10 rebound night. On just five of 13 shooting. Celtics lead 86-84. Under five to go. Tennessee pushes the front court. Connect gets it in the corner, launches a three, and hits. Lobs it to Fritz at the top of the key. Now Thomas again. Splits a double team. Got inside on Filipowski. Missed the layup, though. Flip has the rebound. Roach head up, sprinting down court. To the left corner, McCain. How about a three? Why not? Good morning. Welcome in to Herd Out Sports Radio here on AM 590 ESPN Omaha. ESPN Tri-Cities, we're live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at the Hurt at Sports Bar and Grill. I'm Robbie Lula. Andrew Rogers here with me this morning. Sir, yes, sir. Andrew, what's going on, man? How you doing? Oh, you know, just uh, rolling in here late. I got a question for you, man. Because my fast food people took a long time again. What's the question? Not about that. What's what's your question? What's up with your boy Draymond? Uh, Yeah, I'm out on Draymond. (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you. He needs to stop punching people. I'll be clear. I've been out on Draymond for a while. Um, I've been constantly looking for a place, probably since he uh, kind of sack-tapped LeBron and cost him the uh, 73-win title. Uh, yeah, I, I've, I've kind of been out on, on Draymond for a while there. Now, I understand he's been important to what they do. Find somebody who's like 90% as good at that and punches people uh, like 90% less. How about 100% less? I, I would take 90% less at this <laughs> point because he punches people so often. And, and, and for what reason? Right? I don't know. There was, there was nothing about the way him and Nurkic were, let's just call it tussling, back and forth yes. to warrant a swing around punch town. Now the only one that I can justify is I do think Jordan Poole probably <laughs> had it coming. Um, I am not a Jordan Poole guy. So when he Just punched because you don't like Jordan yep, Poole doesn't mean he has it coming. He might have. I don't know. He seems like a tough hang. Um, <laughs> Just because you want to punch Jordan Poole I do. doesn't mean that that punch was warranted I, too. I did want to punch Jordan Poole a lot. Um, he thought that he was better than Steph, and I couldn't. I couldn't have that. But this Draymond thing, man. I mean, it, it can't be. He needs to stop punching three, people. It can't be a three to five game suspension. No. It can't be a 10-game suspension. What's frustrating— This has to be much, much longer to really send a message. What's frustrating now is, like, even trading him becomes challenging at this point because— Nobody wants just, that in their locker Yeah, he's just messed up so much. The only thing I can think of is if, it, is if you have, like, a young team that you kind of need, 
like an SOB on that team to kind of toughen him up a little bit. Maybe. That's, that's the only thing I can think of because he does he does work incredibly hard. Like he can help you with your defense. If you can convince him to stop punching people for like three months, that would be ideal. I don't know if that's on the table at this point. Dude, you watch this clip back, and we're watching it constantly on, it's on, on a ESPN here, right yeah. now, and there is space between both bodies. And he's acting like I don't know what he's his doing, jersey man. and body are getting pulled to the hardwood. You know, you you say you know maybe you find an sob and, and it can help a young team. Yeah, that is true. But like, find somebody more Pat Bev like than Draymond Green. Oh, I hate Pat Bev too. To yeah, be but fair. see, Pat Bev isn't throwing punches. Pat no. Bev maybe stirring the pot a lot, but yeah. he's not throwing any punches. So here's my issue with Pat Bev, and it's a different conversation than than Draymond Green because he does some of this stuff too. Um, and and to be like, I'm not even exaggerating. I've you could ask. I mean, you don't let me be able to ask my buddy Jake because we're both Warriors fans, and I talk to him about this all the time. But I have been a, like, I have never been a huge Draymond guy. I've always been a Steph Clay guy, and Draymond's kind of a necessary evil. I am not defending Draymond by any stretch of the imagination. I do think he's one of the better defenders of the generation, but for what he is taking off the table now, what he currently brings to it is no longer worth it. But my issue with Pat Bev is not that he does the Draymond stuff. It's that he does cheap stuff during the actual game. Like Draymond does some of that too. Don't get me wrong. But where Draymond gets frustrating is the Act, the after the whistle stuff where he can't control himself the Pat Bev stuff I just don't like the way he plays basketball it's like we talked about before where it's kind of this like old school Cincinnati Bearcats basketball mm-hmm. that drives me crazy and don't get me wrong he can be valuable to a team because he's good at that yeah because he's a gnat uh, but I just hate him uh, for the just that's and that's fine but see that's, that's his job right <laughs> to get people to hate you but there's only one Pat Bev right so maybe another team looks and says hey maybe Draymond can provide enough of that I don't know who it would be uh, he, he's a liability at this point. Uh, listen, I, I mean, this is his third I don't, time being ejected this season. I don't disagree. That's my only art, or that's my only explanation on what could happen with him next. Otherwise, they just get stuck with him. I, I don't really know what you do with that because he's such a he is a liability at this point. I think he's been a wi- liability for a while. Um, maybe you convince a team that's trying to dump some salary to try and to hold on to him, and then they can just waive him. Because a lot of times, because what will probably what would probably happen is it wouldn't be Draymond wouldn't be the centerpiece of the trade, right? You would probably do like a Draymond and one of the younger guys, either like if you like a Jonathan Kaminga or if you like a Moses Moody, those are kind of the sweeteners. To be like, hey, take on Draymond's contract, you guys waive him, and then we'll get something useful in return. That's the only way it would work. Is if the Warriors overpay to get rid of Draymond basically and the other teams motivated. Like the Raptors are an interesting are an interesting match, right? Because Pascal Siakam makes way too much money. He makes almost 40 million dollars a year. He does not bring you 40 million dollars mm-hmm. a year in quality. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really match up with some of the age ranges of the rest of their team in terms of like Scotty Barnes is 22. Um, you've got uh, like Precious Achua is 24. You've got Jalen McDaniels is 25. He's several years ahead of these guys in his development. OG Ananobi is 26. 
he probably doesn't help you that much at $40 million a year if you're the Raptors right now. Whereas maybe you take a flyer on a guy like Kaminga, maybe you take a guy, flyer on a guy like Moody, and you have to eat Draymond's contract and wave him to do it. Maybe he never even sets foot in the building, to be fair. The only place that this guy's going to step foot again playing competitive basketball, if this keeps up, is the blacktop. Yeah, I mean, he, he's, going, he's going to go out, get some buddies, and then you can act like this <laughs> when you're out playing street ball. I mean, not really. You act like this on the street, you get an assault charge, basically. So, I mean, <laughs> but, it's, it's, but you can play like this without the worry of being ejected. Now, you'll eject yourself or people may eject you like in, in terms of, uh, well, you're going to throw punches, I'm going to throw punches back because uh, it, everything goes when you're on the blacktop. If you're going to start something like that. Uh, TK says, send Draymond to Detroit so he can lose in perpetuity. That seems fair. Seems like a fair punishment. Uh, he also says, Poole is basically just a big child, so it makes sense that I don't like him, <laughs> which I, I agree with there as well. Uh, promise, don't feed into Ravi's yes, rant. No, TK don't is, feed into TK is right. We love TK. Um, <laughs> we've got plenty of non-Draymond things on the show today. They just uh, won't stop showing him punching people, so it was hard to Well, it's what I woke up to this morning. Yeah. I opened Twitter, and boom, he's throwing yeah. a punch on Nurkic. I'm yeah. like, I have to ask Ravi about this. Uh, and then I saw Jokic get tossed in Chicago. Yeah. Over what? I guess arguing. I don't know. Talking to the official when he's running down the court? Yeah. Ravi, you know how much I've put up with in, in, <laughs> in grade school basketball with kids yelling at me running down the court? And my first thought isn't to eject somebody, especially eject the best player in basketball. I would eject those kids all the time. I mean, hey, you get out of here. What is happening? I don't like your attitude. I don't like the way you're looking at me. Get out of here. Um, <laughs> coming up on the show today, we'll talk to Anna Bellinghausen from Murdoch Sports. She's down in Tampa. Mm -hmm. She is ready to watch the uh, women's volleyball Final Four uh, starting tomorrow night. Nebraska will play. Uh, then at 8 o'clock, we've got Brian Christofferson from Husker 24-7. Again, just, uh, you know, curious what's going on there. Lot, lots, of, lots of recruiting news well, BC recently. has a crystal ball in on Kyle McCord right now. Uh, love to see it. Love to see it. Uh, 8.30, we'll talk to Kevin Suits. He's the sports director for 1011 News in Lincoln. And at 9, not, I almost said p.m., not 9 p.m., <laughs> 9 a.m., at the end of the show, <laughs> not the end of the day, we will talk to Matt DeMarinas from the White and Blue Review. I don't think Matt would want to come on at 9 p.m. He'd probably prefer it, honestly, to, <laughs> to the morning spots, but he's, he'll make do. So he's a little Jacob Padilla-like? Oh, yeah. All of those sports writers are, like, because they, they, they watch their games, they stay up after, they write their stories, they They're go up to bed. up till 2. Yeah, you're right. At I mean, minimum right. 2. Um, and then they fall asleep when the sun's rising, and then they sleep until the next game starts. Uh, so we appreciate uh, our, our nocturnal friends here joining <laughs> us in the morning. Uh, but that's what we have on tap for you here today. You can join us, uh, be part of the show. As we mentioned, the YouTube stream, you can get in the comments there or give us a call on the War Horse Sportsbook hotline, 888-638-4876. That is how you can be a part of the show. I want you mentioned uh, some some crystal ball mm -hmm. action with Brian Christofferson and Kyle McCord. So let's just do a quick update here uh, because not everyone spends their life on Twitter the way we do, searching for information and searching for Draymond Green punches. Apparently, um, no, those find me. Yeah, those 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 find those, and they find people that are unwitting victims of, of Draymond's anger. Apparently, except for. 
Jordan Poole, who's not a victim. He earned it. Um, <laughs> so what's Robbie was there. <laughs> Listen, I saw the video. I mean, I, they, they, you know what? Let's just call up Connor Stallions. He was probably there. <laughs> I had the little glasses on with the with the with the camera in it. Uh, so at the moment, as you said, Brian Christopherson has a crystal ball for Kyle McCord. Um, Along with Schaaf and uh, Brunsey. From what I have heard, what I've been told, and all signs still point to Kyle McCord coming to Nebraska, which I think is a great, great thing. Even with Dylan Rayola coming, which, again, everything I'm hearing, all signs point to Dylan Rayola will be at Nebraska. Obviously, his visit starts on Saturday. What's the 17th? 15th. It starts the 15th. <laughs> Friday. It's Friday. I don't, he, it ends the 17th. Carry the two. I don't know, man. Dates are hard. I can't believe we're in the middle of December already. We're like 12 days from Christmas. Mm-hmm. I still have some shopping to do. I, I have to wrap. Like, I have, Dude, I have all of my stuff so bad. on my kitchen table, but I won't wrap until I'm, the 22nd. I am so bad at wrapping presents. I've, I have implored my wife. I was like, get me gift bags. Please. <laughs> and she came. But that's not fun to tear open. I don't care. Um, I, I, and she came home the other day with wrapping paper. I was like, did you get the gift bags? And she just looks at me. I look at her. And she looks at me. And I go, are you going to make me wrap presents this year? And she's like, they didn't have the gift bags. Because like, she's very, like, theme-oriented mm. for Christmas, right? So I can't just get any gift bags because they have to match. They the can't tr- have the plain blue one. No, because they have to match the tree, and the tr- they have to match the other presents that are wrapped, and the general theme. We're going with a Candyland Christmas this year. So it's a lot of, like, white and Candyland color. I don't know. It's like there's <laughs> white and Candyland colors. Yeah, it's like pastels and stuff. I don't know. It's like some light pink. How about let's just open up the game board? Yeah, uh, basically. And so I have to now wrap presents because I didn't get any gift bags this year, and I'm not looking forward to it. I'm not a good wrapper either, though. Like, I know how to do it, but every gift that I wrap looks like a six, <laughs> and every gift that my mom and sisters wrap Always look like a nine or a ten. Always. I thought <laughs> I thought you meant that however you do it, the package always looks like the number six. <laughs> no. And I'm like, wait, how does that even No, no. We're, like on a handle we're, on on sca- we're on a scale from one. <laughs> and to I ten. was like, a six and a nine. Yeah, I make look, my own gift bags. A six <laughs> with and wrapping a nine paper. would look the exact same, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I mean uh, uh the look of how yeah. uh on a scale of one to yeah, ten, yeah, because like you know, I use too much wrapping paper, yeah. and then I get called out for it. It's like, oh, Andrew, wasting sloppy, wrapping yeah, sloppy paper. Looking. I'm like, yeah, you know what's it, funny? Can you see the gift? Can you see what I got you? That's the goal. That is all that needs to be done here. It, the, it, the goal is to not let you know what you are unwrapping. The uh, only so what's funny about me being a terrible gift wrapper is I used to have to do that as part of my job. Uh, when I was in college, I worked at a Dillard's in the customer service department, and you, people would, like, bring their stuff that they had bought for you to gift wrap, like, very fancily. And I wasn't great at it then. I was better at it than I am now. But as soon as I stopped that job, something in my brain, like, broke, and I've reverted back to, like, a childlike <laughs> state of wrapping presents. And I don't know. I don't You're know. wrapping a box. It looks like a soccer ball. Uh, yeah, I'm just like, I don't <laughs> know what's happening here. Um, so... Yeah, it's, it's really, really bad, and it's going to look terrible because we didn't get gift bags this year. So if you know where, where I can find some Candyland-colored gift bags. I don't. Um, I don't. I don't know. Thank you, Shane. 
uh, <laughs> let me know because the gift wrapping is going to be a struggle this year. But uh, anyway, to to get off, off our tangents, <laughs> to get out of the, the crowd of the rabbit hole we just went down. Um, Kyle McCord, we can wrap him up for Christmas. Yeah, well, that he'd be difficult to wrap because like people move. I don't so know. He'd be. probably be a six. <laughs> Uh, so everything we're hearing, and we'll talk to Brian Christopherson about that. Everything we're hearing is Kyle McCord uh, still planning to commit to Nebraska. Everything we're hearing is Dylan Royola still planning to commit to Nebraska. Now, there's two coaching rumor- rumors that are connected to the Nebraska quarterback position, directly and indirectly, that one I've been hearing about for a few days. Mm-hmm. The other one I just started hearing about last night, you know, we talked about being on Twitter too much. Um, So apparently Georgia fans are very concerned about Kirby Smart going to the Panthers. This is a thing that started rolling last night. This is message board talk. Yes, that has made its way to Twitter. So the biggest cesspool that you can think of, the message boards on to Twitter – this is this is what we're dealing with. It's all right. Other here. message boards are saying Saban's retiring again for about the seventh year. Yeah, they say year. that every year. Um, but apparently Georgia fans are very concerned about Kirby Smart retire or Kirby Smart leaving for the NFL. My own the only reason I bring it up is if for whatever reason the Rayola's got wind of this. That would make a lot of sense as to what happened here. Mm-hmm. Because this seemed to all happen very last minute from what we've been able to piece together. I do think there probably was, you know, we, we heard Matt Rule on Pat McAfee yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Where he's talking about, yeah, guys get promised things. They don't always follow through. I do think that's a factor here as well. I do too. But. I want to congratulate all the teams playing for championships. Wish I could be a part of it. If Georgia was the right fit, I don't know that the Rayolas who are in a better position as far as I understand financially than a lot of guys coming into college. I'm not sure they would have let the money be the factor if, if Georgia was the right fit. If Kirby Smart's leaving Georgia, or they're worried about Kirby Smart leaving Georgia, whether he leaves this year, because you know there was, there was this time when Saban was at LSU and it became pretty apparent that he mm-hmm. wanted to try the NFL at some point. It wasn't clear if it was going to be the Miami job. It wasn't clear if it was going to be some other job down the road. But it was pretty clear that he was going to leave at some point. So even if it's not just this job, but if they got wind of like, ah, Kirby Smart's sniffing the NFL pretty aggressively, maybe that's enough to be like, okay, we had this promise broken, and now this guy that we are theoretically coming to play for is not really sold on being here. Well, Matt Rule already tried the NFL thing, and he seems pretty dead set on staying at Nebraska. Nebraska's going to keep their promises. He's we dead know. set in staying in college, that's for sure. For sure, yeah. Uh, and we know Nebraska's going to keep their promises to us because so far they always mm-hmm. have. They said they were going to treat us and Donnie separately, and guess what? They've treated Donnie well and, and been respectful and, and rewarded him for doing a good job. You know, they've said X, Y, and Z. They said they really – they actually do want Dayton. It's not just because they're trying to get to – to Dylan, Dayton's his little brother in the class of 2026, if you guys aren't as big of nerds as we are. Um, you know, like, and, and Nebraska's done the right things and kept the promises. And so maybe they look at that situation and be like, well. So I, I bring that up because it makes me wonder if that was a facilitating factor. And it could be a piece. I, I think the big one, though, is not keeping your word and that affecting 
whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, y- you had mentioned the quote that he said on the McAfee show, and that is actually the biggest takeaway I had from that interview. And it was like a 45-minute interview. Yeah, it, it wasn't long. short. No. Uh, and it's hard to get that type of airtime with McAfee. And the fact that Rule stayed on that long is, is pretty incredible in itself. But uh, Rule said something along the lines of, you know, you, you, can, you can be promised things at another school. You can be promised a million bucks. But mm-hmm. when you get to that school, it may not be there when, it, when you arrive. And, yeah. you know, if you're transferring, now you're stuck. Mm-hmm. But if you're coming out of high school, like, okay, well, what, is that, what does that tell you about your next four years at the school? Mm-hmm. Can you trust whatever anybody tells you? And that's a big thing is just trust. In everybody's life, trust is a huge, huge piece of everything. And if Rayola felt like he was, you know, duped, if he felt that they weren't being loyal to him in any sort of way, that would be enough for me to say, ah, this isn't for me. And yes, you know, if these rumors do come out to be true or if they heat up and, you know, sometimes, more times than not, where there's smoke, there's fire. Mm-hmm. But you know, there are times where smoke is just smoke and then it fizzles off. If I'm Rayola, those two pieces in itself, yes, would get me to move on. But that one piece is enough for me, too. Yeah. Uh, that, that one thing. And, and you mentioned it's not about money. Look, the, the Rayola family has money. His dad played in the NFL, and he was really good in the NFL, and he mm-hmm. played for years. Like, money isn't, uh, like, the thing for that family. Mm-hmm. It's about what's going to set Dylan up best for his future and if they're not going to get someone that is in their corner and that says they're in their corner or his corner they take money off the table they take other things off the table they push him down the depth chart whatever mm-hmm. like that that's enough to get someone to say mm, this isn't for me this isn't the right fit for me yeah. that right there solely is is enough to push somebody away. Yeah, right there. it certainly is enough. I don't disagree there. Um, but just because it's enough doesn't mean it's the only thing, right? Being enough doesn't mean it's the only factor. It, what feels, for as abruptly as this thing happened, it feels like there probably had, in my opinion, had to be a, a almost overwhelming kind of confluence of events. Now... That goes to whether it's the NIL, whether it has anything to do with Kirby Smart, which I think, the, I think we can safely say it has something to do with broken promises with, it, with NIL. Whether the Kirby Smart thing has anything to do with it or this other piece, those are all negatives on the Georgia side. I think there also may be positives on the Nebraska side, which we touched on a little bit yesterday with Donnie. But I, I think there's some real momentum to this Glenn Thomas thing being real uh, with – uh, a former assistant under under uh, Matt Rule. He's coached quarterbacks for a long time. He has uh, been an offensive coordinator or co-offensive coordinator with Rule for a long time. He is currently with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And obviously the Steelers had their uh, offensive coordinator fired earlier this year. That means Glenn Thomas probably looking for a job by the end of this NFL season. It, a lot of things are pointing in the direction of just 
Glenn Thomas joining Nebraska staff in some capacity, including his quarterbacks coach. If that's somebody that Dylan Marillo likes, that to me, between negative stuff at negative stuff at Georgia, positive stuff at Nebraska, that could be enough to kind of push you over the edge there and say, hey, it's time to move on. Let's go be a Nebraska Cornhusker. I don't think people should forget the name Jake Peets either. Jake Peets also had been rumored last year, maybe available finally after his stint with the Rams. Coming up next, we've got some other quarterback movement to talk about in college football here on Herd Sports Radio.